All right, hey guys, welcome to Talk Murder to Me. Tonight, I'm going to be going in-depth about the Biford Dolphin case. Oh God, is this going to be like the horse sex case? <laughs> no, but after hearing about what happened to this guy, you'll wish we were talking about that studly stallion. Oh God, what are we talking about here? Well, check out this photo. <gasps> oh my God, is that his... Hey, so we started at almost one. From now on, live stream is going to be at one o'clock on Saturday, and I'm not effing around anymore because we got people staying up past midnight to see us, and I feel like it's not fair for me to keep being late. So I tried my best to get it at one o'clock, 12 minutes late. Uh, and as you can probably observe, um, we're down Jen today. Sorry, guys. Um, Jen had to, uh, uh, she had to work plus coach a game that was rescheduled because of um, some COVID rescheduling. So, um, so unfortunately, she is going to be absent and we will not do surprise shots without her. It's just not right. Anyway, I got a great episode today. I know it's just Nicole and I. Jen. No, we're sorry. And it sucks too because this one is super fucking gruesome and it's not like serial killer sad it's an it's an accident we're talking about somebody requested a freaking accident hmm. and it is a great episode like a fantastic episode but like the pictures are freaking the pictures are really bad right and that's why i wanted jen to be here but unfortunately probably should have planned it better but i did not all right, let's give away some money. We're giving away 50 bucks, man. And I think there's only like 16 people this time. But a lot of new faces. Like, it's awesome. We're uh, meeting so many new people just from comments. We got 17 entries. All right, now people are figuring out. We got 17 users and 17 entries. Whoa, that's a big improvement. Choose winners now. Navia. Yeah! Hey, Navia. Navia, first timer. And that is heaven spelled backwards. You didn't know that. Navia, thank you so much for commenting. I saw you on there, on the comment, on the blog there. Oh, that's 50 bucks. Congratulations. I'll send that right over to you. You knew that, Navia, right? We did a story about it. We did. I remember yeah. it was a uh, child case. Yeah, so anyway... 50 bucks, we're giving away $50 every week, man. You can't beat an Amazon gift card. All you got to do is go and comment on the blog under the latest episode. So this week coming up is week six. I got two, possibly even three episodes I'm putting out. So just go and every day you can comment. I think it's the 24-hour time limit, and I don't know how to change that. So every 24 hours you can comment 50 bucks, and there was only 17 entries, so that's a really freaking good odds right there, man. If this is your first time here, welcome. This is the Talk Murder to Me podcast. My name is John. Usually I'm sitting here with two people. Now I'm only sitting here with one. That's Nicole. Just for this week only. Just for this week only. Jen is at some kind of game, soccer game or something. She's coaching basketball. Oh, she's coaching back basketball today. And that's just because of the uh, freaking, uh, that's because of the COVID thing. 
So tonight's episode is something completely different, but oh my God, I wish Jen was here. I'm telling ah. you, the, the photos on this are unfreaking believable. Everything is documented and I'm going to tell you, so the photos on here, I actually have them black and white and I thought Jen was going to be here today or I didn't think she wasn't going to be here today. So I actually like colored them. I put them through this little colorizer to, you know, just for her. And it sucks that she's not here. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, damn it, I won't appreciate it, clearly. Uh, but tonight's episode is for Stephanie Perez. Hey, Stephanie. Stephanie Perez. She says, can you please, please do the Biford Dolphin incident? And there's, like, there's a picture of an elephant <laughs> in scuba gear on the screen. I was like, dolphin? Like, dolphin with laser? I thought it was like dolphin with laser beams or something, like James Bond shit. No, it's something way better. We are on live chat now. We got some, some of our good friends, Supremos, on talking to us now. And we're also on Google Earth. And if you are a Supremo or a supporter of us, you can see this video on the Patreon and I need to do better at promoting that. Also, big, con big congratulations. I got two congratulations here. Number one, Nicole, my other co-host, has, has her own podcast called Every Day is a Holiday. And she has officially did every day for a year. That is freaking impressive. Thank every you. day, 365 episodes every day. Sometimes they weren't always on the right days. <laughs> I mean, there were a couple days that were late, yeah. but still release. Still release. And that's impressive, man. Every freaking day doing that. That is really impressive. That that podcast technically has more episodes than this one. So that is that I'm, is sadly true. I yes. mean, granted, those are only two minutes, three minutes long, but uh, so congratulations, congratulations, Nicole. Very thank you. Very impressive. I'm I'm proud that I that I stuck with it. Oh yeah, definitely. So I can I can now focus on a standalone podcast that I've had my eye on for a while. There you go. What are you doing next? The Real and Glorious Bastards. What's that guy's name? Frank? Fred? Uh, Fred Myers. Fred Myers. Badass, man. Badass. So I'm going to take... I've got a couple of uh, housekeeping things to do over the next two weekends. Like, um, got to, you know, sell my car. I've got to do our taxes and submit them and all that fun stuff. But then I plan to get started. What was the other congratulations? Oh, the other congratulations, big shout out to Brianne, our friend, Colorado Inn, who uh, hosts Among the Dirt and Trees, fantastic podcast there. I produced that for her. She is one hell of a storyteller. She just hit her, uh, some, oh, she just hit her year mark. And wow. I think she's got 80,000 downloads or something like that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty, that's really good, actually. Because I remember our first six months. It took us a long time to get there. Yeah. Long time. Long, long time. But yeah, so congratulations, Brianne. Great podcast you got there. Love that freaking podcast, actually. It's a real treat to edit that. But anyway, tonight, we're, let's get let's get this thing going. I'm trying to find the exact location. We're actually going to Singapore. Ooh, 
Singapore is a place that I would love to go to, actually. Seriously? Yes. For what reason? Um, it, it ha- It's a very expensive country, um, but it's apparently like absolutely gorgeous. Amazing food. Um, Tissy went there for when she was in grad school. What do you mean it's expensive? Is it expensive there? Yes. It's like sure. one of the most like per capita expensive places. It's mm. a very wealthy country. All right, I'm going to try to find this. I, I don't know the exact I know location. this from the books from Crazy Rich Asians. The, 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 that was a fun series to read. Okay, so I'm going to put in the coordinates of this because it won't show up on Google Earth. I never put in coordinates before, but we are going to the Bifur Dolphin. Tell me what a dolphin is. What do you think a dolphin is? For you guys on live chat, what do you think like, a dolphin meh. is? No, That kind of sounds like a dolphin. <laughs> I mean, yes, that is a dolphin. You are correct. But there's there's a term. The, the dolphin is used for a mechanical term, too. A machine. So tell me what that is. Does it have something to do with, like, a blowhole? Blowhole. <laughs> and, like, I feel like you're going in a sexual place with this. <laughs> no, I'm not. And maybe it's because of the Enumclaw horse case that we did that I'm, like, automatically going there. I feel like it has something to do with uh, sex with dolphins' blowholes. Oh, what the fuck is this? All right, Katie I'll... and Christopher asked, like, riding a bull? Okay, this is not it. Fuck. How do you put in coordinates in Google Earth? Never done that before. You should just be able to paste them in. No, not letting me. Well, I mean, we're going to the North Sea. So it's it's out there in the sea. I can't even tell you where it's at. Let me just show you a picture. How about that? It might be easier. Okay. We are going to the North Sea tonight. Well, you said we're going to Singapore. So I'm assuming it's off the coast of Singapore. Isn't Singapore an island? Or like a peninsula? I think it's an island. All right. I'll put this on talkmore.com. This is what a dolphin is right here. This is is, this, a- is this like an oil rig? In yeah, exactly. Hold on. I'm showing, I'm trying to get this picture up. Huh. I did not know that those were called dolphins. Yeah, that's what this is called. Dolphin. That's a dolphin. I had no idea that those were called dolphins. So this is the Biford dolphin. Okay. And if there's one dolphin you don't want to work at, it's this one right here. Wasn't I feel like this reminds <laughs> me of the like opening scene from Armageddon where Bruce Willis is working on yeah, isn't he working on a rig in the middle of the ocean before you know, yeah. he needs to get oh, sent sh- up to space? Yeah, actually, I think you're right. I think that is the same thing. Tonight, we're going to November 5th, 1983. We're talking about the Biford Dolphin accident. No, it's not a murder. Did the oil rig blow up? No, the oil rig did not blow up. Something blew up, but not the oil rig. God. Now, a body, though? Oh, God. A, okay, I'll a, shut up. A dolphin in this term, is the big oil platform in the middle of the sea that they used to dig down, way down in the Earth's surface. Let me take you here, because this is kind of a scientific case, but we are not going to make it where you do not understand it. I'm going to simplify this whole thing for everyone out there, so don't worry about it, because... I'm pretty sure none of us are what they're called saturation divers. None of us are that. If you are and you're listening, 
you are one of the most well-paid people on the planet Earth. Huh. And and maybe I should change careers. <laughs> you, well, yeah. You, let's do this story, and then you can decide that. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Katie and Christopher says, "Sounds like the beginning of a horror movie." Yeah, no shit. <laughs> there I was in the North Sea. <laughs> This is a horror movie, man. You can't even make this up. Nicole, tell me, you got this oil rig that you just saw in the middle of the sea. You're, you're drilling for oil. Mm-hmm. Where is the oil coming from? The bottom of the ocean. Like Which the is floor. how deep? Very deep. Very deep. <laughs> <laughs> how deep is it? <laughs> is it a Noomclaw horse deep? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh, I mean, ouch. I like want to grab my stomach every time I hear that and clench my butt cheeks. A saturation diver as a career is one of the most well-paid, probably one of the most dangerous jobs you can have. You have a diver out here on this dolphin Mm -hmm. that you saw. What would the diver be doing exactly? And there's a group of divers. Are they? I mean, I would assume that they're not going diving that far down um, into the water. Like when uh, okay, they're being there. drilled to, stop, to okay. go down there. Okay. Stop there. Okay. What do you need to transport port? What do you need to transport oil back up to the ship? Barrels. Pipes. Pipes. Okay. okay. Pipes are connected. Okay. So if you need to repair a pipe. Okay. Or if you need to, if you need to fabricate a new one or. These guys are the repair guys of the pipes? There you go. Okay. So where are the pipes located? They are on, all the way down. They're on the floor. They run horizontal. Okay. And then, but something but is then, running vertical. Yeah, yeah. Then they, they run up. Yeah. But yeah. horizontal okay. on. The ocean surface, the do- the floor, the ocean floor. Right, yeah, right, right. the dolphin. And if you guys are getting a little confused, don't worry. I'm I'm going to simplify simplify this whole thing. The dolphin sits on the ocean, and it is anchored down pretty good. So look at the center of that thing, man. That's where the drill comes down, and then you got the pipes that lay on the floor. You see that, guys? Mm-hmm. Now this is on the bottom of the freaking seabed. This is 500 meters below the surface. So what also is present that far down below? A shit ton of pressure, yes. right? Very pressure. I thought you were going to say large fish. <laughs> or sharks and shit. Yep. Yeah, I was like, is this a shark eating case? <laughs> so here's what the, the saturation Whoa, divers do. look at that fish. They, they work on the pipes. They're some of the most well-paid, well-paid employees in the world All right, how much are we talking all right number one you're working for the oil company you work about four months of the year and you make around three hundred and sixty thousand dollars. that's about a thousand dollars a day they pay you the whole year basically wow because wow i i, I wow <laughs> <laughs> Is it bad that I'm still considering this? All right, we're, we haven't gotten to the episode yet, but damn. Christopher and Katie on live chat says, my uncle did that job for a bit. He soon changed to diving for fun. He didn't want to deal with it. Wow. What else 
um, tell us more about he didn't want to deal with it. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, because I would imagine that has a lot of like health effects if you're diving that far down, right? Like if you divers get the bends, you know, and stuff like that, like that's bad for your the pressure and, you know. All right, let's he do it. He had chest problems, lung problems, pressure in his head, TBI, um, but, but the pressure was making it a thousand times worse and causing constant migraines. All right, I'm going to try to get this right. But like I said earlier, we're going to November 1983. There's a 5th of November, a normal day. Now, 1993 or 83? 1983. Okay. This is on the Biford Dolphin, which is still... There today is still being used. So what happens is the oil company pays a group of divers known as saturation divers. And to become a saturation diver, you have to obviously have your diver certificate. And then I think it's like 3000 hours minimum of working on on the job as a diver. And so you can and a lot of people do it either one or two ways. Well, mostly one way, join the Navy, right, ah. as, a, as a diver. Mm-hmm. Or you can work as a professional diver, but starting out, it's just like flying a plane, right? You're not going to... Right, it's like being a pilot. You yeah, have yeah, a certain yeah. number of hours before you join the airlines. Yeah, exactly. So, but once you decide to become a saturation diver, they put you down at the bottom of the sea for a month two months at a time and I'm 460 meters. So 500 meters down below. How many is that in miles? What was a mile? You're supposed to, isn't it? Um, Oh, a mile is 1,600 meters. What I say? 500 meters. So what is that? So it's a half a mile. Uh, no, no, it's not. It's not a half of a mile. Didn't you say it's a, a thousand meters is a roughly a thousand? No, sixteen hundred meters is a mile. So five hundred meters would be. Oh, a, so it's like a, a third, third of a mile. Sorry, I thought you said about a thousand. No, you're good. So a third of a mile down, which is pretty far. Now, Nicole, tell me, tell me, because I know that you know why they don't just come up for air. Why don't they just dive down every day and then come back up? immediately and then start the day over and go back down because they get the bends because you, yeah, you get so adju- a, a, like attuned to the pressure yeah all right. coming up and down is not good when you dive what builds pressure pressure it's like going up in an airplane or down below the ocean so surface. the further you get the more pressure builds mm-hmm. which means the not necessarily oxygen. Yes, oxygen, but nitrogen is what we mostly breathe. We breathe mm-hmm. 78% nitrogen, 20% oxygen, and then 2% whatever. Right? That's kind of how the atmosphere is made up. So, but anyway, let's just call it gases. When you go further and further down, think about a gas in a jar, and the molecules are just going around each other, and then you pressurize it, which you squeeze it together, those molecules are getting smaller. Therefore, and you're also adding more molecules in. So now you have a lot more of the gases in your body, as, particularly as you go way, way down. When the pressure is basically pushing in on you, making those molecules extremely small. 
So when a diver goes down underwater, the nitrogen gets smaller because it's mostly nitrogen. Mm -hmm. Okay, oxygen gases. Let's just say gases. Mm -hmm. But nitrogen is what the bins is. As we're about to read in graphic detail, basically what happens is gases, and remember I talked about the gases get real small, and now they all expand very quickly. And when gases expand, they also, what, heat up. Because now they're just rubbing against each other. The molecules are just like friction fucking galore. The gases, which you're about to read in detail. (laughs) The gases. I'm honestly picturing like the nuclear disaster photos and I'm like bracing myself for that one. The gases were. (laughs) You're not correcting me that it's not as not that bad. The gases were boiled out of. Their blood, which ruptured vessels and a lot more oh stuff, which you're about to see. Uh, <laughs> it get the molecules get smaller. They breathe more in, and then if they come up too fast, the nitrogen or the gases have to have to leave their body through their lungs. Okay, if you go up too fast, it can't successfully do that. Quickly enough, quickly enough is what I meant. Unless you gradually go up, you let your lungs expel the gases. If you don't and you go up too fast, they form bubbles. And these bubbles could kill you. They could get in your brain and kill you. That's basically what the bins is. From what from my research, if I'm a little wrong on stuff, I'm sorry, but that's what the bins is. And when divers come up too quick, it's I've never had it, but apparently it's supposed to be super painful. Super painful. So can I ask a question then about the these divers? So are you saying that they did, how were they submerged for months at a time? They were, submer- is that what you're saying? They were not just like coming up and yeah, s- spending the night? Exactly. You can't just, how long does it take you to just come up quickly? It takes, it well, it takes about six days to decompress. So you're telling me an oil company who was hiring you to fix these pipes are going to pay you for one day of work and then six days of decompression of and and decompression they don't have to actually come up in the water slowly for six days they get in this tank this big contraption it's their capsule, their capsule and then the pressure is gradually released until their body naturally gets back to the state of normal atmospheric pressure which is what we hear so on, on Earth, so know. the same capsule that they spend the night in, exactly, and sleep in is what gets is up, lifted, lifted up. up and and okay. actually, so this right here is the capsule that they were in. Now, this is called a diving bell, and there's different variations of it. But basically, you see here, you got you got you got six divers. There's only four that are actually submerged on this one, at least. But two divers are in chamber one, two divers are in chamber two. And then there are two on the outside that are just the ones to release the pressure gradually and stuff when, once they come up. So mm-hmm. I'll put these on talkmore.com. This is a diving bell right here. So here's what happens. The diving bell is on the oil rig and it's lowered down. So only the diving bell goes down. Now, diving bells were actually... First, I mean, diving bells have been around since time immemorial. In fact, uh, 
Aristotle was the one that came up with the diving bell. It's a it's slightly different. His version was just a bell shape that a person would sit in and it has a pocket of air at the very top. So he can be submerged for a long time and then come up and get that little bit of air and still be submerged. That is where the diving bell comes from. This is obviously different because of intense pressure, right? But this right here is a diving bell. So two divers get into this device you're seeing right here. That is lowered down 500 meters, which is a third of a mile down from the oil rig. So the center of the dolphin, this bad boy, this, uh, this bad boy here. Where the fuck was it? Well, you know, that, that big ass red thing, right? Mm -hmm. Then the divers get out of the diving bell. They do their work on the pipes. At the end of the day, they get back into the diving bell and is brought back up to these chambers. Now, it's very important that... But the chambers are still underwater. No, 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 no. The chambers are on, on the rig. Okay. But they have to be at that same pressure. Does that make sense? So they can't leave the chamber. They cannot leave the chamber. For okay. at least six days. Is that all right? So I, I know that's confusing, but you go way down, the pressure builds up. Okay. You get down to the bottom. Now the pressure is immense. We're talking, and, you know, on here on Earth, it's one atmosphere pressure from what I've ATM. And where they're at is nine. It's intense. That is very intense. So you have to keep that. Same pressure, even when you bring them back up, that hat, that chamber has to be pressurized. So if you see here, the diving bell attaches to these chambers. Okay. Then they, they obviously got to open the door. Like you see in space where they open, they just don't open the fucking door. Cause then everything will fly out. Right. They have to like depressurize one section, pressurize the other, equalize it type of shit. And then they can open it and let the, the divers in. Mm hmm. So they have to press. Do you see where I'm going with this? Do you know what happens? We're I'm, talking a lot of pressure here. <laughs> it sounds like somebody pressed the wrong button and d didn't press. Okay. Okay. Know. All right. Fuck it. Let's just so, get into it. So, okay. So they, so they, it's not like they're sleeping at night underwater. It's being brought up. They just it's being brought up. They just can't leave the capsule because it's pressurized. Exactly. It takes six days to depress. They are sleeping in the capsule. However, I'm sorry if I, if I like was beating that to death, I was just curious. I was like, wow, are they like spending the night in the ocean? Under okay. The ocean? Like, okay. Fuck it. Wild. Fuck it. You guys get it. You you guys get it man let's just fucking get on with it okay if you guys don't get it i'm sorry i i, uh, tried I asked my best. a lot of questions like i said november 1983 we're talking about five divers here now two were technicians as you saw in a photo but yet three british three norwegian the the accident is the accidental Maybe no one knows because all of these people died because the pressure is so immense, right? Release of the capsule before it even started depressurizing. So now you're going. So what I'm going to talk about. So they went from nine to, to they one. went to nine to one. <laughs> and as as you're going to see that no human body can withstand that. At all. This is a, and luckily we have photos. This oh is Oh my God, luckily. <laughs> luckily there's photos. 
250 or 236 miles northeast of Aberdeen, a diving bell becomes disconnected from the depression chamber. Okay, I'm going to read some of this stuff. One of this is um, from The Guardian. The deaths had shaken the industry and thrown open the question safety of safety standards at a time when oil companies, diving firms, and governments were cautiously congratulating themselves on gradual improvement in the North Sea safety record. So it's like that sign that's like five days without a death or, you know, yeah, 500 yeah, yeah. days without a death. <laughs> Orders may not be understood. We know that some misunderstanding must have happened, but we don't know where. We haven't any reason to believe the supervisor had given an order. Now, that order would be to release the lever that connects the diving bell to the chamber because as i said before you have to you have to depressurize it or they they have to be the same constant pressure if not you're going to go from nine atmosphere way down below to one real quick and that is exactly what happened Okay, we haven't any reason to believe that the supervisor had given an order. The diver who had opened the, the nut, the, it was one nut, they called it a loose nut, was very experienced. So he must have been 100% convinced that he had been cleared to open the clamp. All right. The diving bell carrying two divers had been raised to the surface from 300 feet and it had mated with the chamber. Two were resting in the chamber, two others outside to carry the the link, the to, to link up the diving bell to the chamber. The hatch was the hatch that goes into the bell was closed at the moment. Divers were ferrying equipment back into the connecting passage. Pressure fell from nine times atmospheric pressure down to, to regular earth levels. All four divers inside died immediately. I'm pulling all of the actual stuff, the actual evidence, the actual accident report from an official document conducted by the American Journal of Forensic Medicine and Pathology. Everything that I'm going to be reading verbatim and Nicole's going to be reading, including a lot of the vernacular used, is from the this journal of forensic medicine including six doctors that had the privilege of autopsying these four four bodies there were three bodies the divers one through three had it bad but not as bad as diver number four diver four is what we're really going to be getting into and just to brace yourself a little bit Diver 4 actually arrived at the autopsy facility in uh, four separate bags. And not all of them was there. <laughs> I'm just saying. Not, not, uh, not, not all of them. So, let's start talking about what happens when you release the pressure too quick. You go from that level of pressure to one. What happens instantly? Let's just get on with it. The scalp with long blonde hair was present, but the top of the skull and the brain were missing. The base of the skull was a collection of tiny bone fragments only. The soft tissues of the face were found, however, completely separated from the bones. Uh, a little, it's like it exploded. There were also small fractures in the bones. 
And so I was looking at like which bones, because it just said in the bones. Then later, it turns out that these small fractures, which were t- caused by these tiny uh, gas molecules, it's like stress fractures. All of the bones, every bone that was still present. Now, so Nicole just read that soft tissues of the face were found, however, completely separated from the bones. So I, I actually have a picture of the face. You want to see it? <laughs> I don't think I have a choice. <laughs> so let me just take a drink first. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Holy shit. The soft wow. tissues of the face of Diver 4. That's Diver 4 right there. I did color it. I put it through this little colorizer for Jen, but she's not here. Wow. Maybe I'll text it to her. <laughs> Jesus fuck. So it's like the the face is very swollen. Um, I guess it's from like the gas molecules you can, expanding. You can see his mouth and nose, right? Yes. And and I and I, yeah, because one of the like eyes, the rest of his head, his head, like it literally exploded. Exactly, the and top of his skull popped off like a geyser. It's actually interesting because you can tell he's right-handed. How can you tell that? This is the guy that uh, loosened the nut. This is the guy that got the the brunt. This is the guy that really got it. How can? What do you mean? How can I tell that he's left-handed? No, he's right-handed. How can I tell that he's right-handed? Because if he's loosening the nut, now this is just speculation, but he's faced more towards the right. And when that when when the pressure when it goes from 9 to 1 like that, it basically that all that pressure tries to escape. So the right side of his face, he was facing more towards the little window which was like a little diver window which is why his whole right side of his face is torn off like the eye because that got the brunt of it so all the the brain matter and all the material inside his brain shot out the right side as you can see that's why half of his head is missing on the right side so and that's speculation i didn't see that in autopsy report but that i mean that makes sense right because it's got to travel in one direction if he was straight like this undoing the thing then it would have went out the front and he wouldn't have any eyes. But I think he was a little tilted, so it, it majority of his stuff inside of his head went out of the the uh, right side there. What do you guys think about that? That wasn't too bad. I'll put that on talkmore.com. You can see that. That's All right. too bad. Now, do <laughs> you want to read this? Diver 4 was shot out through the opening and completely disintegrated. Parts of him were found scattered about the rig. One part was even found lying on the derrick 10 meters above the chambers. Okay, a couple of notes here, and this is directly from the autopsy report. Six different doctors wrote this, signed off on it, wrote it together. They used the word disintegrated. I don't think I've ever read an autopsy report mm-hmm. that even had the word disintegrated in it. No. There's also another word that I'm going to bring up here in a, in a second that I've never heard before. I can tell you now, or are you going to wait? No, go ahead. It's called, uh, the word is invaginated. I don't know what that would mean <laughs> in this context. <laughs> also, at the, the very last sentence, one part was found lying on the derrick 10 meters above the chambers, exclamation mark. Yeah, I've never seen an exclamation mark either in a autopsy report. I did not write that exclamation mark in there. I took it verbatim from the autopsy report. (laughs) 
when they put an exclamation mark in the freaking autopsy findings, <laughs> you know that that you now they're probably all not. I wouldn't say giddy, but, you know, they're scientists, science minds. So they're like, I've never seen this. It's crazy. You know, kind, yeah. of, kind you of like know. how we're reacting to this. Yeah. All right. So let me talk, talk a little bit about Diver 4. His left upper arm had been completely separated from the body. So no left arm, left upper arm, no left arm, completely separated. So he's got one arm just below the shoulder joint. So right here, I mean, the, the arm came off the arm. That's how much pressure. So like I said, he is in the, the heavily pressurized chamber and outside to his immediate one foot ahead is normal pressure. So that pressure is going to rush out. It's like a it's like a vacuum, right? Like a gas in a room or pressure or whatever. It's always going to try to find a way to equalize itself. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So the, all that gases and stuff is not going to stay in that that one area. It's going to it's the nature equalizes itself. Does that make sense? So it basically pushes and the other side pulls it very violently. So violent that they, they actually put an exclamation mark in there. It's crazy. The left arm completely separated from the body below the shoulder joint. The right upper arm was torn to pieces, but it was still attached to the body. The right upper arm still attached. Maybe because he was loosening it up and, you know, he was down... This way, and I'm doing my my arms kind of to the right because it matters. The position is so it matters. Like the closer he is, his body part is to that hole is going to get the more damage. That's why he looks like well, he does. And the other ones you won't you'll see they just look like they're sleeping because they were actually in the chamber, way in the back in the bed sleeping. You know what I'm saying? He was at the brunt of it. Both, all right, both hands, so the, the, the left arm gone, mm -hmm. the right arm tattered, but kind of still just Shred, like shredded, kind of just, you know, both hands separated from the lower arms. So the hands are separately gone. So there's this, there's this term, I, I read a lot of science shit. And we're about to go see Neil deGrasse, Neil deGrasse Tyson next week. On Thursday. So he'll probably. This Thursday. Yeah. So he'll probably even say this, but there's this thing called spaghettification. Okay. Yes. When you go through a black hole, is that it? Yeah. So when you, when you approach a black hole, and I'm not a scientist, but the gravity is so immense that instead of just being pushed in altogether, it, it pulls you one basically minute millimeter at a time. So whatever's closer, you're getting pulled and it stretches out. Okay, so you, you're, let's say you put a finger in the black hole. Your finger's getting stretched out and then your arm, and then you look like one of those um, Stretch Armstrong dolls. Mm -hmm. That's the spaghetti. You look like a big thing of spaghetti. Like Michael Jordan in um, yeah. Space Jam when he stretches to oh, make fucking the... Fucking Jordan, man. Amazing athlete. Dude, that guy was all fucking talent too, man. Yeah. Anyway, so kind of the th same thing, right? Because the the left arm is isn't just gone; it is gone. But what is pulled first? The hand. The hand is completely separated. Like I'm trying to pull my hand off right now. That you know how much 
freaking pressure you would have to just pull the hand off so the arm is still structured by the shoulder joint on the body when the hand is pulled off that's the only way it could happen the hand is pulled off first and then the shoulder so it's just like spaghettification it's like fucking nuts right <laughs> did we lose a bunch of you guys on live chat <laughs> I, feel, I feel like <laughs> they are struggling with this one no just kidding well there's plenty more pictures so oh great <laughs> the right thigh and foot were missing the thigh <laughs> quote now this is quote from the autopsy report another one of those exclamation oh god <laughs> the right thigh leg and foot were missing but the knee joint was found. <laughs> was found. It was, <laughs> it was like, yeah, you found you found the knee joint. <laughs> what the fuck? So when this happened, was it that like one of these guys accidentally did something? Diver four. He he unscrewed something. He, he unscrewed the nut that he wasn't supposed to. Yeah, that's what is the wow. uh, report from the Guardian says a loose nut. So I'm guessing that there's a, a latch, obviously. And I remember this, if you go to uh, hyperbaric, if you get hyperbaric oxygen treatment in a, in a facility, it's the same thing. It's this huge, and I remember my time there, I did uh, 40 sessions of it. So they latch on this like big circular thing. It's a big tank. So it's a big, uh, think of a big Tic Tac looking thing. It's all glass. So you can see through it, but it's real heavy glass. Obviously it's a lot of pressure. They screw on this lid, and then that lid is secure. So, but then the pressure builds inside, which kind of pulls that lid even tighter, right? Now, if if the guy, when I was doing my therapy, would have, so he he has to turn the whole lid, but he right. can, right? It's you, like a wheel. It's right? like a wheel, yeah. But you can do that, but. That wouldn't kill you. It would hurt like fuck because when you go down. You're that, only going, even in that chamber, it wasn't, it was down to like, what was the pressure? Do you remember? I think it was, I think like it was three. like three. Yeah. Which is pretty low. That's like, I don't well, know. Well, I mean, you're 20, not going at like the bottom of the ocean. 25 meters. It wouldn't kill me, but it would hurt like fuck. When, when you go down in that chamber, they call it diving. Your ears pop. You have to yawn like all the time. You feel the pressure, dude. I remember one of the most painful things literally in my life is because I had a sinus infection. Oh, yeah. yeah, And, dude, I was struggling, man, because, you know, the reason you pop your uh, you yawn is to pop your freaking ears to release that pressure. But my sinuses were all clogged up. So that pressure couldn't release. So that pressure is building in my my freaking head, dude. I was suffering, man. I remember that. We had to go get you like a nasal spray. Yeah, fuck yeah. But I mean, if if he was to release that, that would hurt like a motherfucker. It probably wouldn't kill me, I'd imagine. But this is... But that would hurt. This, I mean, you're about to see, man. The left thigh had been separated from the pelvis just below the hip joint. Now, the the pelvis, which we'll get to in a second, was actually sectioned out in three different parts. Now, they didn't actually cut the body or anything else. They put it with this man. They they just put the pieces in a trash bag. Some of the pieces you'll find ended up. You saw the, the dolphin ended up on top of the deck. Like, I think his liver was up there. So they had a guy that just went around with four trash bags collecting this guy. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
And the others were not as bad, but no, I'll show you the others. We got, okay. I got pictures of everything, and including a lot more pictures than Diver Four. The pelvis itself had been divided into three parts. To one of these parts, a small segment of the small bowel was attached. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Also, quote, a small, well, a small segment of the small bowel was attached to one of the... Pe- now, pelvis is not a big bone. So, three parts, little chunks there. One of them still has the bowel, which... I didn't think the bowel was actually connected to the pelvis. It's not connected to the pelvis. Or it doesn't go through it. It's not attached. You know, the pelvis is like the saddle. But the, the this bowel. This is your pelvis. I know, but the bowels are not attached. I mean, it's like behind it. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> good news is the penis was present. The penis was present, but, quote, invaginated end quote that was the word i looked that up man what does that mean and if you want to read this this is what uh the word invaginated if jen was here she'd be reading this part (laughs) (laughs) to Uh, invaginate (laughs) to be turned inside out or folded back on itself to form a cavity or pouch (laughs) (laughs) invaginate (laughs) it's got the word vagina in there (laughs) well so it yeah it's like that episode of South Park where he was going, he wanted to become a woman. I haven't seen. And he was, and the doctor's like, okay, we'll just cut the penis down here and then turn your penis inside out. Oh, oh, jeez. All we need to do now is stuff the unskinned penis inside your pelvis. And now I'll use the skin from your penis to make the vaginal lips. Do I look like a woman? Pretty much. from above one could look down through the larynx all the thoracic and abdominal organs had been expelled except the trachea and a fragment of the small bowel figure nine (laughs) i wanted you to read that for freaking (laughs) all right should we see figure nine (laughs) i'm ready go ahead figure nine here we go what is that? That's the. I have fucking no idea what that is. <laughs> well, what did you just read? That is the thoracic and abdominal organs. It looks like a pile of lava. <laughs> that's like, the. That's his inside, basically his his chest and his stomach invaginated. Now they didn't cut this no, open. His penis was invaginated. They didn't cut this open. You understand that? They pulled this out of a trash bag like that. They didn't cut shit. It was like that. You could see his ribs. You can? Yeah, look, look. Do you see? That's a rib bone right there. Look real close. It's like one of those magic eyes. You got to look at it. I, I, I have no idea what I'm looking at. That is the guy's middle section. That's a middle section of a human being. Wow. That's the organs, the... What's this is very much like that that um, nuclear reactor case. Yeah. Like in, in terms of photo. Damn it. I even put them through the colorizer for Jen. She's not even here. Oh, we'll make her watch this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make her appreciate this. Shit. Episode wasted. 
Alright, do you want to see the spinal column? The spinal column and most of the ribs had been expelled, but I just pointed out one of the ribs. If you, if you look right in the center, you see a rib in there. I know it's kind of hard to see. I did colorize it, so maybe the black and white one is easier to see right here. That's the, that's the rib bone. I, I would not have known that that well, was Well, yeah, it's, it's twisted in an unnatural way. It's like going inside or something. Anyway, this is the spinal column and most... Well, this is, the, this is a part of the spinal column. Just rip the shreds, man. Like, you see the divot here. This is actually two of the, you know, uh, spine. The spine has the, uh, what is it? The, no, the, like vertebrae? the L9. Yeah, the vertebrae. Like, I don't know, L9 or C9 or whatever the fuck. This is two of them because you can see the, um, the disc. The spinal. Yeah, it, it, it looks disc. like um, a dog chewed it up. Oh, it does look like a dog toy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Our dog is like staring at the screen right now salivating all right let, let's let's go back to the other divers for a second let's calm down a little bit these are the other divers divers one two and three not so bad no they're in in whole parts anyway yeah they were transported and they were transported in body bags not plastic trash bags so as you see here if you look closer at the face that's where it really gets it but they're dead they look peaceful. Two of them were sleeping naked. The other one had just got back. He, I mean, that the diver that was on the mission is obviously the one with the underpants on. Like I said, th they haven't messed with the bodies or anything else. I want. So, what were their internal organs like? Were they like boiled up mess? Because it's interesting that their like their bodies are actually intact. Yeah, their bodies are intact for the most part. So the autopsies performed three days after the deaths of divers one, two, and three. Findings were all pretty much the same. A lot of scientific terms, but rigor mortis, uh, I put some very interesting things that I noted from the autopsy report. One being rigor mortis was, quote, unusually strong, end quote. So I don't know why that would be. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. The organs showed a large amount of gas in the blood vessels, obviously. So they're swollen. Yeah are ruptured soft tissues had scattered hemorrhages and they, they all died instantly oh. now this is their brains obviously divers for brain i mean you saw his head the brain wasn't really in 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 there yeah it was like all over the poop deck or whatever but this is the the divers one two and three in the brain this is their brain and what you notice here is the gas that fills wow. the vessels. Now there's not you supposed to be a bunch of see those bubbles. There's not supposed to be a bunch of gas in your brain. <laughs> you know, it bubbles. Wow. So that's that's the interesting thing about it, man, is it's the the level of gases that completely just filled up every organ. And so that was what caused diver four is the gases being expelled. I, I remember there's this video on YouTube, and apparently this happens a lot in Japan, where they love fucking killing whales for some damn reason. Remember, there was a huge Japanese problem. They're killing whales and shit. Anyway, if they transport a dead whale, and I, there's a video of this. It's crazy. They transported him on this big trailer truck, huge. There's a whale on it, dead whale. 
going through the street. It's freaking hot out, right? 80 degrees, 90 degrees. In the middle of the marketplace, what happens? The gases start to expand. That's why you plump up when you die, right? The gases are escaping and expanding. All of a sudden, it exploded. And the, there's a video on it. And the whale goes everywhere. Oh, my God. Like, all over the fucking people in the market. And people are drinking their chai. And there's whale blubber in it. It goes everywhere. And that's what that's basically what happened here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With Diver 4, at least. The, the gases just escape. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't. Oh, I don't care that you have skin and cartilage. I'm getting the fuck out. That's what the gas bubbles are saying to each other. Yeah. So. Wow. This is a. This is the stomach right here of of one of the one of the divers one through three. They all looked about the same. Mm-hmm. You can see the little blood vessels in there. Wow. I thought it was a lung at first, but it says it's a stomach. So I don't know. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, freaking nuts, right? In the cardiac chambers and in the great vessels around the heart, both arteries and veins, large amounts of free fat were found. Okay. I couldn't really figure out the freaking definition of free fat. Kept getting fat free, everything. Like yeah, literally. Yeah. I'm guessing that free fat well, you have your visceral fat, right? That lines the the under your under your skin. Right? That stays there. And the free fat, I guess, can travel in the body. I'm not really sure. I don't know how that works, but one of the things about this case is a lot of the organs had a large amount a large amount of this free fat in in the actual organs itself like around it and everything else which apparently is unheard of okay but this is the heart both arteries and veins there were large amounts of free fat and there's actually a little arrow pointing to to uh, one of them you see the little arrow there? Yep. That's a that's a big ball of fat. You see that? That is a big ball of fat. That is in the heart. Now, I'm not a cardiologist, but I'm pretty sure that your freaking heart shouldn't have a big glob of fat inside of it. That's crazy. Inside of the heart, which means what? Which means the fat had to go through the freaking artery to get there, right? How else would it's it like there? It's like it was shot through the yeah. body. Weird. Isn't wow. that freaking weird? I mean, even just like the the way that um that looks, like it looks like the heart it, it looks like shredded, you know, like the um the external like tissue around the heart doesn't I don't like normally look like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the cardiac chambers and in the great vessels around the heart. Both arteries and veins, large amounts of free fat were found. This fat was mixed with gas bubbles and looked like sizzling butter on a frying pan. Fucking nuts, man. Wow. Wow. Nutso, dude. All right, this is more on Diver 4. He was undoubtedly mutilated when he was shot through the small opening by the jammed chamber door. Okay, hold on. So it's that, that port window. Right. Right. So his bo- his entire essence was shot through this little port window, you know, like on the um, yeah. you look through and you can't yeah. barely see anything like on that video game we played. or yeah. something. Yeah. Shot through this port port window. 
However, the expulsion of all internal organs from the thoraabdominal sac, including the spinal column and ribs, suggests that he also must have exploded. <laughs> suggests he also must have exploded. Must have. <laughs> Fucking crazy. So we're going to see the essence of Diver 4. Everything that they found from the four bags and not just pieces like we were showing you. But, quote, the fate of Diver 4 clearly demonstrates the tremendous force released in an accident like this, end quote. Not all the organs were found. Quote, the locality was such that parts of him may have been blown straight into the sea. Wow. Fucking intense. Let's look at this, the, the whole essence of Diver 4. Okay, here's Diver 4. This is Diver 4. This is what he looked like. You can see the upper part. Holy shit. You see his hand there. He is shredded. Wow. I mean, his leg is gone. Wow. Like, you see, and it's, it's real interesting looking at this photo. Look at the knee. It's separated. Mm-hmm. It seems like everything that's not straight attached by cartilage or like, you know, the knee is attached by the joint. Your, was it the femur is attached to your shin bone or whatever by the, mm-hmm. the joint, the knee joint? That's where they come together. So wherever there's a, wherever there's a weakness in this body, and what I mean by that is a point where it could be disconnected easier it was. They, you know, they say like, Nature always takes the path of least resistance mm-hmm, type mm-hmm. of thing. Because if you look at like, I mean, the shin, the shin bone or the, the, uh, the calf is completely intact, but the foot is off. Yep. You know, so it's like, that's why I was thinking the spaghettification, it just pulls one, the closest thing there, and then just pulls it all behind it. So he's getting stretched out basically. Yeah. And to the point where he just fucking just rips up like yeah. the fucking... <laughs> You look like you're about to be sick. (laughs) I mean, that's like just you would not know what that is just without context like that. You would never know that that is a pieced up body. Pretty fucked up, man. Pretty fucked. So a little bit about the mechanism real quick. Two half moons of steel hinged at one end, secured to the other by a swing bolt held in place by a nut. A guy named Mr. Per Rosengreen, which was the head of the Norwegian Inspectorate diving section, said that there was no sign of technical failure or mental fatigue. So what happens? The fam- the families actually just got paid out in 2010 for this. Wow. This happened in 1983 wow. because they were saying, oh, this wasn't an accident. This wasn't. It was like their, f- their it fault. It was their fault. This was. Something, but even if you think about it, is it their fault? Because, you know, as some of our live chat friends said, that, you know, their family members suffered from all this stuff. You got mental fatigue. You got actually, when you go that far down in, I was watching these saturation diver videos, you get all kinds of stuff. You get, uh, you get mental fatigue. You get where I, I can't remember the name of it, but if you go down a certain level, you, you get where you feel like you're drunk. Oh, all the divers like lack lack the lack of oxygen. Yeah, so all the divers describe it as being drunk. So you got that drunkenness, you got loss of control, 
like your motor control, your, your mental fatigue. So, I mean, obviously he didn't do it on purpose. It's not like he wanted to kill all his friends and just no completely cheddar himself. But, but, but then again, since this accident, obviously there were safety mechanisms there shouldn't have been one person in a diver in charge of making the link like that, you know? So now there's, there's different things, you know, involved, but anyway, mm. he saw, he says this guy, the Norwegian diving guy quote, since the nut was unscrewed, someone must have done it in quote, the survivor there, there, one, there was one survivor of you, you saw the six people. There was one survivor. His name was Mr. Martin. He was on the outside, not not okay. not in the chamber. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Martin Saunders claimed that his partner undid it. Well, his partner's dead, obviously. So there was no communication or very little communication. the The radio and intercom were both operational, but insufficient. So if you're down there diving, you have the freaking uh, welder tools going. You have sharks trying to bite you and shit like there's a lot of background noise Mm -hmm. so the radios were very outdated and that's important because if the technical inspector says you know you can barely hear him what did you say did you say unscrew that nut what okay i guess Mm. he said unscrew it you know then you're fucked so anyway what do you guys think of that shit that's crazy the uh the drunkenness is called nitrogen narcosis if you dive further than 30 meters, a loss of coordination and poor decision making can occur. Depression sickness, decompression sickness is called the bends. For, as a rule of thumb, for every 30 meters they descend, it takes at least a day to process nitrogen safely through the lungs. Wow. So they have to, they can't, there's no, there's no quick way to decompressurize. But the company doesn't want to pay for one day of work and then six days of recovery. Right. So that's why they keep them down there. And then when, when they come back up, they come back up every night because that's how they get food and, and get, you know, you know, stuff brought to them. Obviously it's regulated by pressure. However, for every 30 meters they descend, which they were at 480 meters, it takes a day to process. So the company doesn't want to pay for that. So they just keep them fucking pressurized, even on, on the shore. You know? Wow. But these guys can make a shit ton of money, man. $300,000 for four months each year. And I don't know, man. What do you guys think? You guys still with That's us out there? wild. Wow. Great request. Really interesting. Yeah. Tried to explain it the best I could. Honestly, this stuff is way above me, man. And I, no, I think you did a great job. I think your experience with hyperbarics really yeah. helps, actually. Well, it helps for me, but yeah. It, just just remember, if you've ever dived, or if you even if you even dive down twenty feet or something, you notice the pressure, man. You notice that shit building on you. So, you know, if you ever jumped in a pool, you'll notice that it's mm-hmm. slight, but imagine that. You know, tenfold or whatever. Cannot. Freaking crazy. So starting now, every Saturday, one o'clock, we're gonna be here on live chat. And I'm gonna make it I'm gonna make it a point to be on freaking time. That's right. We'll do better. So that way we got y'all know exactly how to, to plan your time. Yeah. So because we appreciate you guys. Anyway, that's all I got, man. I don't know. 
Thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, for you guys on live chat. Love you guys, man. We'll see you next week. Like I said, next week we'll be back to the normal schedule. But And we will have Jen back. And we'll have don't Jen worry. back. But we don't really want to do too many without her. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, that's all I got. I hope you guys enjoyed the Bifer Dolphin accident. Go to talkmer.com. We give away $50 every week. Make sure you enter your email or make sure you comment so you can win $50. Congratulations to Navia that won this week. If you want to support us, talkmer.com slash join to become a patron. And until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people.